Welcome to the Hall of Heroes podcast with your hosts, Jared Bachman Stubbs and Spencer Simpson. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie? Empire Strikes Back? Jesus, Tony, how old is this guy? I don't know, I didn't carbon date him, he's on the young side. Fuck Batman. You ever tried shawarma? There's a shawarma joint about two blocks from here. I don't know what it is, but I want to try it. Lobo. Oh, it's on. <laughs> Let the good times roll. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Hall of Heroes podcast. I am your host, Jared Bachman Stubbs, and joining me, as always, are my co-hosts with the co-most, Spencer Simpson and Travis Grossman. Ah! What? What? <laughs> Hey, everybody. Travis being uh, profoundly affected by his constant existential dread that we love to talk about. Yep. <laughs> that didn't even clip the mic, too. That's yeah, because you yelled I, at the wall, I basically. I love this. I love doing that. I don't yeah. know why. Oh, yeah. Yelling away from the It also has like a really funny effect. Exactly. Whenever you do it away from the mic. Yeah. It sounds distant. Yeah. I had to, I did that quite a few times for the whenever I was reading Mars live tweets on Dubac Discussion. I was sitting yeah. right across. I know, from I know. I was saying that for those of, those of you at home who think and it's that's still funny. clipped. It's still clipped real bad. Yeah, well, because I'm naturally loud, and you um, have a stronger mic. Yeah, that's right. That's fair. Uh, with that, Spencer, how was your week, buddy? My week was pretty good. Um, not too busy, uh, as you guys remember. I was not on Hall of Heroes last week. I was on Dubeback last week. Um, that's just Dubeck. the way it worked out between uh scheduling and also the content of the episode uh it worked out better for me to be on do back but i am glad to be back on my uh original show with jared and travis uh mostly just i i have one exam this past week and that was it um other than that it's just going through the motions of the week-to-week stuff so yeah nothing huge to report except that i'm glad to be back I know. So you definitely didn't listen to the chaos that was last week, is what you're saying? No, I did not. No, you're you're missing out. No, I thought he was genuinely about to be like, "I'm glad to be back with Jared and Travis, mostly Jared." <laughs> like I know <laughs> no. you wouldn't. <laughs> I know you would never say that without it being a complete joke. But like, I thought you were genuinely about to say that. No, no for a I second, would, I thought I would he was never. I thought he was about he was to part make of it. the crew. I oh, thought thanks, buddy. I thought we were had to prepare for a Dick does flips joke from him, and <laughs> Dick, flipping Dick, flipping Dick, Dick, does, Dick flips. does flips menacingly, <laughs> menacingly. <laughs> you gotta go back and listen to like the back half hour of I, last week. Any, it's just anytime we talk to. about Titans, yeah, all hell breaks loose, and it's coming up this again is, this week, folks. <laughs> Yeah, this is why I dread being unable to record on any given week is because I know that the episodes that I'm not there feel like the ones where I missed the most references. I mean, like the Quaaludes episode. <laughs> you guys remember that? Oh, I remember. I was thinking about that in the car with Logan I on never, the way back from the store. I never don't think about it. I never don't think about the big man, the voice of the people. I never don't think about him. He's always with us. Hallelujah. Fucking great. <laughs> I can just see him in my mind's eye. <laughs> uh, so can I. He haunts me. Um, 
uh real quick spencer about your week this week i um i got a decent chuckle friend of the pod uh inst on instagram at Raylu cosplay sent me several Did you just say plot cosplay I love the distortion that just happened. Uh, no, I was Rachel. I was referring to Quaalude uh, cosplay, not Lude cosplay. Gotcha. I'm not yet but, fluent in uh, in Instagram but, usernames. <laughs> but she uh, she sent me a video on uh, Instagram. Uh, I think it was Saturday night when you were one of the ball boys for the Grove City team. Yeah. Yeah, and she was just like, I've spotted Spencer, and I, it, it made my night, because it was a very long night, and I was sitting at Sheets having dinner with Levi Baum, and my phone kind of, like, finally loaded, because I have horrible reception at the Geyer. So, my phone finally loaded, and I, like, and I got the message several hours ago, but I couldn't view it, and I finally got on the Sheets Wi-Fi, and I got a hearty chuckle. She was like, there's a wild Spencer on the field. It was very, very <laughs> it was very cute. It um, was mostly a good game. For those yeah. of you who don't know, the job my job as a member of Chain Gang is like if you're watching football and you see like the guys that hold the big bright orange sticks that tell you where the first down is and like the the number that tells you which down it is, and also the ball boys, that's the chain gang. And so for the last couple of years, I have been the home side ball boy with one of my friends. And part of our job is to catch the field goals. So like if they put a kick through the field goals, we oh, have to stand oh, on the other side guy. and get the ball. And of course, being that the chain gang is technically part of the officiary, like the official staff, along with the referees, we're not really allowed to cheer for anybody except ourselves. There you so go. <laughs> whenever we catch field goals, like the whole chain gang just kind of goes crazy. Everybody else is cheering because the goal went through, but we're just cheering because we caught it instead of, you know, fumbling it or, or missing altogether. See, we... All right, hold on. Tell them what was on your jersey, Spencer. So we decided since it was a whiteout <laughs> and we still wanted to support our team, we all decided to wear our row football shirts like we get shirts every year for our annual football game that we don't even know is going to happen anymore but anyway um we got white shirts last year with red lettering on it and it says rose on the front and then on the back everybody got their own number and nickname and it's usually something bizarre something that is an inside joke something like that and my nickname from last year well, my number is four, and my nickname on, on the back of my shirt, it says number four, and my name is 2%, like T-W-O percent. And to the uninitiated, this, <laughs> this may seem like, oh, this guy is so white, he's like 2% milk. Just the Wrong. opposite, in fact. <laughs> Wrong. In fact, it is because genetically, I am 2% black. I have 2% of my genetic originates from sub-Saharan Africa. And for some reason, everybody finds that so amusing that they, they thought I should put it on my bread. shirt. You are 150th black. I am 150th black. That's right. But 
the the other side of that coin is that like they're not too far off with the two percent because even though I'm two percent black, the other ninety eight percent of me is overwhelmingly white, like England, German, Scandinavian, like all of the whitest so white, you can possibly achieve. So white like two percent milk isn't even that far off either. <laughs> no, yeah, no, two percent no. is and if somebody's like, oh, directions. so it's like two percent milk, right? I just go, yeah, sure, yeah, okay, <laughs> we'll go with that. We'll go with that. <laughs> Travis, oh. how was your week, buddy? It just got like it the roller coaster just got another hump with that story. <laughs> oh boy. Man, it's been it's been a wild ride of a week. I talked about it a lot on Dewback. I've had time to like sleep a little bit. Not a lot. But <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> just a little. Spencer, I want to tell you a story. Okay. I'm in a philosophy class this semester. Ooh. And Right now, we're talking about Plato. Very good. In our, like, kind of lead-up discussion to it, we're talking about, you know, how, like, there's historical evidence. Because you would think that, like, Socrates had several students that, like, maybe they would pull together and, like, someone remembers a part and someone remembers a different part. And they'd collectively write in, like, one of his dialogues. Or, like... sure. You know, there there's several things you can imagine that they did, but like evidence shows that he would tell it to them and they would just memorize it and then write it down later. Like right. as he's speaking it to them. Which is pretty impressive. Very. Now we have different this, culture. Like yeah. all of culture was geared toward learning things by rote anyway. Yeah, but exactly. To our standards, that's, that's unbelievable. It, exactly. And like there's so many other variables that go into that. So there's this girl in my class who sits front and center. Oh boy. Like front row, center seat. This girl. I'm adding a story that I forgot to put on, by sound, the way. Keep going. Sounds good. Uh, this girl audibly reacts to everything the professor says. <laughs> like how audibly? Like loud <laughs> enough that he definitely hears. Like she'll giggle at a joke he makes or She'll answer a rhetorical question without raising her hand or like, uh, you know, geez. dumb shit. The classic overachiever? No, the classic I'm trying to fuck this professor to get an A. There's that. That's an option. <laughs> it's it's a little creepy. Like, you know, when you know when a teacher walks in, they're like, how's it going, class? And everyone's like, oh, you know, she's the one that asks back, how was your weekend? Well, I do that sometimes depending on the professor. Yeah, but this is like a first year philosophy class. This is not the dynamic. Uh, you have <laughs> this, this isn't like your 300 level. Oh, we've had class together five times. Yeah, I genuinely like want to know are, how's the wife and kids. Right. Like we're, we're on a personal friendship level. Like, nah, none of that. None of that. And so we're discussing, you know, that these guys memorized everything and how incredible that is. And she starts to say, she goes, well, did they? Stops. Raises her hand. He calls on her. And this girl looks at him and says, well, did they eat a lot of fish? What? Because, you know. (laughs) Hold on a second. When he gave that (laughs) reaction, he gave that reaction. And she goes, well, because, you know, fish oils help your memory and stuff. And, like, people in Japan can measure, uh, can remember up to, like, hundreds of digits of pi because they eat a lot of fish. Hold on. <laughs> That's my it's philosophy like, class. 
That's your philosophy class. In well, a nutshell. Like, as you say that, I'm thinking like, okay, if A, then B, but where did you get if D, then E? <laughs> like, I, I definitely missed the middle part there. <laughs> there's, there's so many parts that I missed because they weren't there. <laughs> okay, but did they eat fish? I, That's I, nice. For those of you who only listen to Hall of Heroes, first of all, listen to the Star Wars show too if you like Star Wars. Um, if you want to hear Travis tell that story to one Connor Chiquiti from Dubac Discussion, his reaction to that was also priceless. It because like you just don't know how to react. No, like, and that that was the beginning of my long Wednesday's my longest day of the week because I go class all morning and work all night. It's like I'm not looking forward to tomorrow, but. Then I went to work. Someone shit. I work at Walmart. I unload trucks. Someone shit in the toy aisle. Someone oh or something. Oh my gosh. We don't know if it was a child or a dog. My Or my, an adult. Or a grown man. That's the best option. Because <laughs> that's the funniest story. Because all, all I saw was them cleaning it up. And the guy that was working in that area was like, yeah, dude, we don't know what the fuck happened. But <laughs> I would love my ideal situation for that is that it is a grown ass man. With control over all of his faculties. <laughs> with just like. One bad experience to talk about. With like not even one bad experience what? to talk about. One I just bad. want I want I want the most soulless motherfucker to ever step foot in the Latrobe's Walmart to like look at his friend and be like I'm gonna shit next to the Hot Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And just drop his back. I've been thinking about this story since we recorded Dewback last night. It's been on my mind. Like, what type of person could have shat in the toy aisle? And I keep coming back to my ideal situation of it being, like, a completely in control of themselves, non-disabled uh, non person just going... Those are, those are some nice Legos. I'm about to drop a fucking log in this aisle right now. Let's oh, go. It, it wasn't a log. It was more. It of had to have been either premeditated <laughs> or completely accidental because in order to drop your pants and poop no, in the amount of no, time no, no. you will have before someone inevitably walks past that aisle and either sees you or smells you, you have to either be like pacing around walmart until you know the moment is ripe or you have like a literal i think no here's mind of a loss of functioning so, in the toy aisle and it, have no recourse but to drop it right there no it was definitely so here's why i say it's an accident it wasn't solid oh which is like it was that's a game changer i i saw them use or it was the antichrist who knew they had <laughs> diarrhea Oh, oh god! I also is, think whenever I think of the Antichrist, Jared, I also think of pooping in the toy aisle. That's so. that, I'm glad we're on the same page there. No, I'm I'm, I'm not talking of the ultimate evil. I'm talking somebody <laughs> like who is so lowercase a Antichrist. <laughs> lowercase. <laughs> what hey. is? It? I think it's James, right? That says you know. The book of James, the Antichrist is coming, and indeed, many Antichrists have already come. He's one of this. The, the Walmart shitter is one of them. 
But like, <laughs> think of how soulless. I'm pretty sure that's we have a name. We have a name for people like that. They're called shit squatches. Okay. Okay. Really? Yeah. Okay. Then this is the king shit squatch, who's like completely prepared, who went in knowing that they had diarrhea, and was like, "I am gonna oil slick the fucking toy aisle." So that little Timmy can't get a fucking Batman action figure. That's a bad evil. motherfucker. That's that a is bad pure motherfucker. evil. I also want to. There's Bin Laden, Hitler, <laughs> Stalin, this dude. Unbelievable. I can't. Jared. Jared. I've been sitting on all of this. Since last night. And then you put your application in. Yeah. <laughs> and then I put them in my app. Good. Good. You'll get to join the Brotherhood of Christmas. Yes. That was the other major thing that happened this week. We started getting in Christmas gear, right? Oh, jeez. Like, set like it's six. September. In August. You started in August? Last week of August. Yep. Unbelievable. And so, like... I mean, to a certain extent, as someone who's worked in retail, I understand the thought process of like get it in early. We're, we're going to make sure you have it, but also and you're set and ready. We don't have anywhere to put it. There's that. So, yeah, and so we determined that we've been getting so much that whoever ends up in the spot that has to sort it on the line gets promoted to champion of Christmas, and they get to join the Brotherhood of Christmas. The champion. And uh, Christmas officially starts on September first now. We're on day 17. Give it up for day 17. Day 17. All right. Uh, I'd give you the hour of Christmas, but that would take me a minute to, like, math it out. So. But that was my week. (laughs) Jared, can you top that? I have one legitimately funny story from Guys and Dolls. It was a great time. Uh. Had so much fun getting to play Harry the Horse again. It was a wonderful time. Okay, I have okay, I have two stories. One that's going to be funny because of Spencer's reaction. I didn't tell it yesterday because he wasn't here to hear it. Do I tell the story of Michael's flub or what happened at Bud Murphy's with Sean first? Travis. Let's, do, let's go Michael's flub okay. first. So... Michael Stanley, friend of the show. Yeah. Love him dearly. Played Sky Masterson, uh, the Marlon Brando. Wonderfully. Dripping with swagger. Um, The Marlon Brando part, uh, for those of you who have seen the movie. (laughs) And in the scene where he drops off all of the gamblers and gangsters at the Save a Soul mission, he has a line where he says, Since I am to depart for points west this evening, I am appointing Nathan Detroit as my major domo. And then he, you know, tells everybody, don't act like idiots in the mission, deuces, and walks out. Michael got a little tongue-tied, as we all do. And, you know, Spencer and I are allowed to take pot shots at people we know in theater for fucking up. Because, again, all your wrongs will be undressed. Get on your feet. Get on your feet. Slam. You know, (laughs) we're entitled to take pot shots at this point. Indeed. Um, and if that is the line in question, having said that line before, it is really hard to spit out. Yes. I will Especially, back up I will bike back up our friend Stan on this one. Anyway. He got a little tongue tied because he delivered it a little bit quicker than I think he meant to. And the line ended up coming out. This is exactly how he said it. And Travis could back me up on this. 
since I meant to depart for West Point tonight, I... (laughs) (laughs) At which point I, like, shoot a side-eye to Sean Conway and just mouth the words, is he joining the fucking military? Um... And a real change of heart, that Sky Master. Yeah, like he, he like, <laughs> from complete lawlessness to signing his life away to Uncle Sam. <laughs> yep, that, that is why I was waiting to tell the story out there because I knew he'd say some shit like that. Um, so there was that, and then Spencer, this is this is gonna this is gonna melt your brain right now, okay? Especially since you've known Shaw longer than I have. Okay. Right before we went on, uh, Sean and uh, – for those of you at home, Sean Conway, uh, another friend of the pod, uh, works in Pennsylvania state government. Uh, he directed Spencer Joel and myself in all of the junior high musicals that we were in. Uh, he directed uh, – me too. Oh, yeah. I forgot that you did. Which one did one, you do? Uh, Millie. Millie. Yeah. Travis as well. Uh, directed myself and Spencer in Hunchback of Notre Dame. And yeah, so we've worked a lot with Sean on the other end of things. I was also when Sean first met me and for a very long time kid in high school. Right before we went out opening night, I looked at Sean. I said, you want to hear something fucking crazy? He's like, what? I was like, after this show tonight, I can have a beer with you. Ooh. And his eyes went all big and he looked around and he went. Holy shit. <laughs> Flash forward. Yeah. West Point. Um, <laughs> we're there. <laughs> we're at Bud Murphy's. No, we, no, we're at West Point. Yeah, we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're at West Point because Michael Stanley is a man of his word. Um, You're already getting your head shaved. You're already <laughs> learning how to swim uh, in blood. <laughs> that was dark. Um, oh, Sean walks up to the table and like he makes a show of it. We're at the other end of the table. There's a bunch of tables all lined up together. He like he like with like the, the righteous indignation of a man on a mission walks yeah. over to Travis and I and go and like 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 gestures at his own hand and goes, "Let me see your ID." Ooh. And I give it to him and he looks at my ID and starts trying to do the mental math. Uh, <laughs> and he's like Poor and, guy. And he's like and at this point I'm, I'm pretty sure Sean is like 95% sure I could feasibly have whatever alcohol he was planning on buying me but A wanted to make a show of it and B was like maybe like this motherfucker is that sneaky that he might try to pull this off on me um but he <laughs> he's like he's like give me your id and he like rips it out of my hand and he like does the mental math and then takes travis's phone to use it as a calculator just to double and triple and quadruple check <laughs> and then came back with what was it what was it it was a jaeger shake i think is what he said it was called i think spencer because you and i both thought it was an irish car bomb yeah same basic principle as an irish car bomb like drink it before it curdles yeah. Spencer, I did a shot with Sean Way last Thursday. Wow. That's the timeline we're in right now. Okay. The timeline where we are old enough to partake with our junior high school (laughs) musical director. 
Yeah. Wow. I mean, like, it might. As I'm thinking about it, it it blows my mind a little bit less, and I think it's only for one reason. And that reason is that when Joel and I were in like ninth or tenth grade, he invited the two of us to his brother's bachelor party. That might be the reason why my mind is like a slightly less blown match that with like the adult experience. <laughs> okay, so you just got <laughs> butt fucked by Ultron. So oh, I need, did I? I need a little bit of that back. We uh, got up to bachelor party. You... <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it keeps happening. Go back to bachelor party. It's a bachelor right. dinner. Nathan's getting married. Um. So anyway, the reason I think why the the idea that we are in a time where Sean and we could have a beer together in public is because in my mind, like I entered the adult realm with Sean Way in like 10th grade when he invited Joel and I to be extras in his brother's bachelor party which was basically a giant LARP fest. Yeah. All right. Did you get that? Yeah, Yeah. we got that. Did, has Ultron been defeated for now? Yes. For now. One of them. Yeah. One of the Ultron bots. But I, I too look forward to the day when I can actually sit down with him and, and you, um, and you as well. Um, and actually partake, but it's gonna be crazy it'll probably be like in the moment it'll feel even kind of thing right now i'm feeling okay i look for what's really funny is what it is like that you can understand him like it's all frustrating he just sounds like we put him in slow motion yeah oh god you know what i'm thinking about now Scott, we need to get to the news. Yeah, we're never going to get there. For those of you who are still listening. Oh, that was good. Travis, you want to start us off, buddy? Yeah. Okay. J.J. Abrams finalized this massive production deal with Warner Media. The um, end. That's it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this isn't like a huge story. Um, I mean, it's, it's a huge story for the entertainment industry. Um, but it opens up the door that perhaps J.J. Um, Abrams might finally be at the helm of a DC property. Um, it's been no secret that he's always wanted to tackle Superman. Oh, don't give me hope. Oh, can you I, imagine how amazing a JJ Superman flick would be? I'm going to be thinking about this all week. Like I'm, I hadn't. Oh fuck! Oh, I need it. Oh my god! It might actually be good. Yeah. <laughs> like I, 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 I do enjoy Man of Steel. Same. I think it's fine. But I, I want that, like, I want the Superman that I see in the animated movies 
like the current ones and the Superman I see in the like Superman animated series Justice League verse. Yeah. I want that in live action. I think the closest we've gotten to that so far is Superman Returns, <clears throat> which like and and I want it to that, look good. I yeah. want the effects to be good. I yeah, should, well, I exactly. Should. Like in the, in like Superman Returns is like such a nothing burger of a movie. Like it's painfully average. Like it, it's one of those movies that got panned when it first came up. And when you go back to it, it's one of those like it's not that bad. It's not great either. I think it has a pretty good grasp on the character of Superman. And even though it's really hard for me to watch anything with Kevin Spacey in it without needing a fucking shower. Kevin Spacey reigns as the best Lex Luthor. <laughs> uh, you should watch the newest season of Supergirl. Okay. Is that the guy from Two and a Half Men, right? Yeah. John Cryer, is yeah. that his name? And uh, I, when I realized it was him, I was like, how is he? How? How is he good? How is he good? Why do I love this? Why is he the best Lex Luthor I've ever seen in live action? That's awesome. Because he is. Like, he, he, he does a phenomenal job. I really like Supergirl. <laughs> like, it might be my favorite CW show. Uh, Spencer, thoughts on Bad Robot setting up shop with uh, Warner Brothers? It's promising. Um, do I sound really loud all of a sudden to anybody besides myself? No, you sound no, you're good. good. You okay. sound the clearest uh, you have <clears throat> in the past 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, everybody. No, you're um, good. Yeah, it, it has promise, uh, especially if... Abrams is able to hitch his wagon to as big of a, a corporation as Warner Media, then we could see some some really interesting output coming in the next couple of years. Um, it, I think it said through 2024, right? Uh, yeah, something like that. 2024, I think you're right. Yeah, so that's given us like five years worth of production time where he could make a couple movies or or a, you know a five season tv show or like you know there's a lot that he can do with that um so i just hope that it comes to fruition and that it it, it pays off because the potential here is is pretty big yeah um, i i i think there is a certain like fidelity with most things that jj abrams touches um you know i i'm not a star trek fan but i know people who I, I haven't heard that the newer Star Trek movies are like objectively bad. They're they're really good. Like I am no. a Star Wars fan, but I've I enjoy the new I, I enjoy his Star Trek movies. Yeah. So like I, you know, the Star Trek ones are good. You know, he helped get shit like lost off the ground. <coughs> um, you know, obviously, you know, we're, a, we're everybody here also is on the Star Wars show where, you know, Love the Force Awakens. I think everybody on here pretty much agrees that we all like <laughs> Force Awakens. Eh. There's just <laughs> I have my technical opinions, but for yeah. the most part, yeah, I, I'll I enjoy it. It's not bad on a filmmaking level. Like I feel like no. most great. If it you was have the first as a Star, Star Wars, Wars movie person, ever made, yeah. it would be phenomenal. Yeah. That, 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 that's, a, that's a debate yeah. for the other show between you and me. I feel like true, true. I feel like just on that note, like Abrams has this thing where he'll go into an already established fandom and make a movie and it's a good film. Yeah. And like a, a well-made film. And the fans of that film are like, yeah, but is it for us though? Because the same thing happened with like as a not Trekkie. I know you guys just talked about it, but I walked yeah. away for a sec. Um, 
it's the only Star Trek media I have like personally consumed, and I really like it. But I'm also aware that it is not hyper focused like most Star Trek is. Yeah, that's ca- fair. If you catch my drift, yeah, and I think fair. that's why I like it so much. Yeah. So. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. Like I, I my my pipe dream here is that we get Abrams doing Superman. Um, please, 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 please. But uh, with that, Spencer, you want to take us into our next story, and then uh, Travis has the video queued up once you get through the article. Yes, I can. So this from Entertainment Weekly. Um, a deleted Iron Man post credit scene actually references Spider-Man, the X-Men, at MCU's beginning. Uh, The X-Men joining the MCU is still just a distant hope for fans, and Spider-Man's future with the MCU is in major jeopardy right in the Sony Marvel rift. But it turns out there were plans to include both, at least in passing reference, way back at the beginning of the MCU. On Saturday night at the 45th annual Saturn Awards, after being presented with the first ever Stan Lee World Builder Award, Kevin Feige revealed a credit scene from Iron Man that shows Nick Fury, uh, played by Samuel L. Jackson, referencing both Spider-Man and the X-Men without actually naming the non-Marvel property. Uh, Feige said, quote, we pulled out something of the vault we said... Uh, you want me just to play it, Spencer? In this... Because it's... That, that clip of him is on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go ahead and play it. Okay. ...have a vault. And we pulled some things out of that vault that we said, we'll never show this to anybody. Put it away. We're bringing them out. We're putting them on this disc. And I'm about to show you a deleted scene that has never been seen by anyone before right now. Thank you again so much and enjoy. As if gamma accidents, radioactive bug bites, and assorted mutants weren't enough. I have to deal with a spoiled brat who doesn't play well with others and wants to keep all his toys to himself. Who the hell are you? Nick Fury, director of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. What are we avenging? Whatever the hell we want. Could you hear the... Yeah! Yeah. That was... like we were saying before the show, Jared, that the delivery, especially toward the end there, is just so good. It's oh, like, my well, God. What are we avenging? What if Whatever the hell we, we want. want. You know? Ugh. It's, Ugh. <laughs> it's, I'll, it's I'll, just so Samuel L. and I love it. I'll reiterate what I responded to it with on Twitter, which was, why didn't they use this? I mean, I, I, I totally understand why, but why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because, I mean, granted that um, Doctor Strange was still a, a usable property at the time, but I remember in Winter Soldier when Jasper Sitwell dropped, like, did a name drop for Stephen Strange. And, like, if you got it, you got it. If you didn't, it was over before you could think about it too yeah. hard. And those are the kind of references that make fans excited, but also don't disrupt the plot. Yeah, it's not it's it doesn't feel like you're you're, you know, going through such a painstaking effort to you mean, deliberately put Easter eggs in the movie. You mean all of it's season just one like, of Titans? <laughs> yeah, like the very best kinds of Easter eggs are the kind where the writer is he just like has it on a piece of paper and he slowly slides it 
toward you across the table and then just retracts his hand and waits to see what you do. Unlike like such those, things as Amazing Spider-Man 2, Suicide Yeah, that was Squad, just bad. That's, that's yeah, like a WWE hitting you over the head with a folding chair kind of an <laughs> Easter egg. And I don't like those Easter eggs. I like just like, you know, slide it up on the table and see what happens. If they get it, they get it. If they don't, it's okay. It doesn't really matter. It's just name dropping Doctor Strange. He'll show up in four years anyway. You know? I can never ever... The more I think about it and the more I hear people make fun of it, I become more and more entertained with the basement of villain gadgets from Amazing yeah. Spider-Man 2. Yeah. That's just the man in the hat. That's like he might as well be looking down the barrel of the camera like, hey, you see the vulture's wingsuit? Hey, there's Otto Octavius's <laughs> tentacles. Hey, there's a glider right there. You know who Spider-Man's villains are. Right? Have you figured right. it out yet? And there's there's five of them. And there's <laughs> the rhino. Seems pretty sinister to me. Uh, wink. <laughs> wink. Doesn't actually wink. Just says the word wink. <laughs> just says the word wink. But yeah, no, I mean, I think... The best time to get like really heavy handed with your Easter eggs is when it's like practically crossed the threshold of being an Easter egg and is just like a, hey, we're doing this. And like in the alternate in, in, in the timeline where Marvel didn't sell off all its properties and that post credit scene was usable. That would have been perfect. I think it's also telling about things that a lot of people, myself included, have said about the f- current build of the MCU that it's very clear that had they had ac- – if they had had access to the characters that they wanted to use from the jump, would have looked very different. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I still think we would have gotten the core Avengers the way we did. But do we really think in phase two we would have gotten the guardians of the fucking galaxy when they clearly want to play with the X-Men? You know what I mean? So Yeah, I got you. I, 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 th- I think this is all the proof that anybody ever needs that had they had access, they would have used these more bankable characters, which is it, fair. Yeah. You know, I don't blame you for that. Um But yeah. I could still see them doing the cause like who went out and bought a Guardians comic besides like super devoted fans before Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh yeah, you know. Jesus and now there's God. and now there's eight different books of them, right? Like that's an exaggeration. Spencer, but. those are some spicy memes. I know, right? Oh, One wait. of my favorite things to do is just yeah. send you hot memes right I, in the middle of the show. <laughs> I saw. <them> before. <laughs> Did you see the other one? Fucking sandy cheeks. You? No, you ain't. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you at home the top half of the image is tony uh knighting peter parker well kid you're an avenger now and the other one is uh disney and sony over sandy cheeks's face screaming no you ain't um <laughs> no you ain't but yeah there's that story um because like also consider that i don't know had that end credit scene been a thing, 
we wouldn't have gotten Tom Holland to Spider-Man. No. Because he was a wee lad. Yeah, he was he, still in Billy Elliot. He was our age. Yeah. <laughs> he is our age. Yeah, he's only he's like a li- year or two older than he's us. He's my age. Jesus we were both Christ. born in 96. Yike. That's a that big yike. Son of a bitch. Do you want to save the story that's next that's also the big story for later, or are we just going to go in order here? Let's get the small stuff out of the way. Okay. Um, real quick, uh, today <laughs> we got the reverse of what always fucking happens to us, where uh, instead of a couple hours after finishing, uh, news drops a couple hours before recording. Uh, we got a new poster for Birds of Prey. Um, everybody's making fun of it because, yeah, it looks kind of goofy, but I also I'm aware of the fact that it doesn't that like this doesn't look great, but the tone that this like is indicative of, it feels like a suicide squad poster. Like, like it feels like a less edgy, more silly suicide squad poster. Yeah. And I like that it is leaning into being goofy. And unlike the Harley Quinn animated show we're getting on DC soon. Yeah. Which seems so much more palatable than I was expecting because I don't like when people try to mix Harley. I I don't, I don't like, I have such a hard time explaining when I like Harley Quinn. I have a lot easier time of pointing out instances where I don't like her (laughs) and like suicide squad is so goddamn hard because there are moments that I'm like, that's how you write Harley. And then there are moments it's like, have you ever read a fucking Harley Quinn comic? Ever. Have you ever re- have you ever watched Batman the Animated Series? Have you ever like experienced this character beyond tits and ass? That drives me fucking insane. And then there's great moments with her. And then there's fucking terrible ones. Same thing with so many other Harley appearances where this feels like the right amount of silly. And it doesn't feel like they're going to try to turn Harley into like a hot topic stereotype. Which is what Again. happened. With, which happened with Suicide Squad. It was Hot Topic Quinn, um, and I'm allowed to make that joke because I worked at a Hot Topic. Because you were Hot Topic Quinn. I was a Hot Topic Quinn. <laughs> I embody a very specific part of Hot Topic, which gives me such entitlements. The, the part that was Jared Leto in that movie. <laughs> you have the same name. <laughs> you have the it's same. It's not name. a coincidence. Therefore. <laughs> Not um, so. Yeah, uh, your guys' thoughts on the Birds of Prey poster before we move along here? Uh, gives us an official date. Yeah, that was nice. What is it again? Uh, February seventh, not yeah. Valentine's Day, like I predicted. I'm a little upset. Yeah, I wish you were right. It also would have been weird, though. I mean, <laughs> here on Hall of Heroes, we do not advocate that Joker and Harley Quinn is an ideal ship and is not abusive as fuck because it is, but. Would have been really funny if they put this movie that's being framed as Joker and Harley's breakup on on Valentine's Valentine's Day. Day. That would have been funny. You should have been right. Anyway. Spencer? Um, It's. I kind of agree with Jared where like it, it, it seems like they are sticking with a writing style for her this time around from the beginning or at least embracing the the cuckoo crazy 
Yeah. I mean, after all, Fuck the name off, of the Mr. movie J. is Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. That is not the title of a movie that you are trying to maintain a level of seriousness for. No. Indeed. So, like, I'm I'm pleased. It also, looks it's got cool. Obi-Wan Kenobi in it. So, yeah. like, you can't, it can't be that bad. <laughs> Although, apparently, I heard that, uh, who is it? The blonde guy on the poster is supposed to be Victor Zaz. Really? Allegedly. The blonde guy? Yeah. Why? Wait. In my opinion, Mr. Zaz is as much a danger to himself as he is to others. (laughs) Why is he? I mean, like, obviously he's so small in the poster I can't see, but like, where are his scars? Why is he wearing a shirt? I know. And then uh, Black Mask is not wearing a mask. Um, I I have not seen a single actual mask for him. Well, okay. Back back in ye olden days of Hall of Heroes, granted we're only like 31 episodes in, but like very, very long ago, um, back when Sag was still a thing. Um, Spencer, do you remember the one leak we covered that showed Ewan McGregor in the mask and it was like the potato quality image? Yes, in like the the uh, the punch buggy. Yeah, they were in a car. So we have seen, again, potato cam. Like, the image was like half a pixel. It was garbage but it he probably will have a mask at one point oh, yeah i mean i'm just frustrated with the fact that like i think they want to market it on the fact that like it's you mcgregor's face oh yeah the same yeah. way that like iron man never wears a fucking helmet in any poster he's yeah in. yeah uh but yeah um travis i'm gonna give you all the setup for the night monkey trailer all right really quick i also want to add a quick this is a rumor yeah, but it's a rumor I've seen a lot of, and I just want to bounce it off of you two real quick. Yeah, the rumor of RDJ making an appearance in Black Widow. I was going to include that. Everything I've seen about that says that they're using a deleted scene from Iron Man two. And we're back. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> this is what you get for not actually reading the articles, kids. Yeah, I've seen <laughs> I've seen a lot of people say that it allegedly is going to be. You know, here's my thing with the nature of Black Widow being a prequel, it's, you know, we know what happens to her and especially if Tony shows up. Yeah. Yeah. Like at this point, the biggest mystery about Black Widow is when it takes place. For sure. Yeah. Which, you know, I the more and more I think about it and the more and more looking at it, did they ever did they ever say specifically when? No, I don't believe so. I'm starting to think between Age of Ultron and Civil War. Which would make sense. Like, that's the easiest there's, time period to yeah, shoot. Yeah. It's, you know, there's there is a, a sizable gap there as well. Yeah. Where we and don't also, see... isn't that the same uh, portion of time when she told the government to kiss her ass? Yeah, pretty much. So there's plenty of room for uh, drama there. Exactly. All right. So actual story on the docket. Uh, with Sony departing from Disney, they need to flesh out their Spider-Man verse full of new characters there. And now they're adding a brand new character that we got hints of in Spider-Man far from home. And they released a trailer for this new character. 
and we're gonna play it now. I face a lot of deception. And I'm tired of the lies. It's time for the truth to be out there. You have to do something, Peter, please. We're all counting on you. Come on, there's gotta be someone else you can use. What's his name? Uh, it, Night, Night Monkey. Night Monkey? Yeah, yeah. The Night Monkey? Yeah, that's what it said on the news. And the news never lies. Knock the monkey. I'm still mad at you, Sony. Yeah, so the best way I can describe it... Also, trailer gets a 0 out of 10. It didn't have the... Knock the monkey! Yeah. Bit. Yeah, you, you failed on that front. I told Travis before we started, the way I view this trailer is... You know, when you're frustrated with your significant other, and... <laughs> you throw them down a flight of steps. No. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Finally, someone who understands. We don't condone abuse. <laughs> Fuck you all. Um, I came out of nowhere, too. You're welcome. You're you gotta love working with me at Walmart. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, it's like whenever you're frustrated with your significant other and like... And not in reaction to you being frustrated, but just like... In a moment of just genuine sweetness, they do something really nice, not in an effort to make you happier, but they just do it to do it to be a nice person. And like, yes. you don't know if it made you happier or if it pissed you off more. That's how I feel about the Night Monkey trailer. <laughs> and that's a valid opinion. Like, I don't know if I'm like, uh, OK, that was cute. You know, my pissed offedness at both studios has gone down a little bit. Or if it's like, no, fuck you. This isn't funny. Put them back in the MCU right now. I want to go, go fuck yourselves. Yeah. Fix this. Okay. Spencer, I'm trying really hard here with this meme. Which one? The, the pizza P one. Pizza pepper. Pizza pepper. Pepperoni pepper. Let me see it. For those of you... um. I sent Jared a a meme that the caption says warning 2 billion IQ meme please be careful and it says before and after Avengers Endgame. Oh, I didn't and the see first that part. picture is a pepperoni pizza and the second picture is a red bell pepper. <laughs> I get it. I think I get it. Spencer, you want Jared? to lay it on him? I give Jared, up. Jared, are you up. stumped? I give up. So I think of it like this. If you were going to have a ship name like Brangelina for 
Tony and oh, oh okay, 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 okay. I can, it could either be it's pepperoni. Uh, I know, I know about pepperoni. Okay, yeah. it all makes sense now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, first thing that went through my mind is, is it a pepperoni joke? No, it's not a pepperoni joke. It was. Was a pepperoni joke? It was ten out of ten a pepperoni joke. Uh, <laughs> real quick, uh, fucking hell, Spencer. So many. So many memes. Yeah, wife remarries her husband as she falls in love with him again after losing her memory. <laughs> and then it's Thor. Still worthy. I'm still worthy. Um, that's funny. Uh, Travis, just because you keep getting saddled with uh, short videos, um, you can take the cartoon story and then we'll jump into Suicide Squad. Yeah. Uh, so with the Disney Plus like soft launch in Netherlands. Yeah. Uh, and they also announced that Disney Plus will launch with a bunch of classic Marvel animated series such as the X-Men, Spider-Man, Iron Man, and more. Oh. Uh, let's see. Disney, uh, so in the tweets that Disney Plus sent out, they say Disney Plus will have classic Marvel animated series like X-Men 92, Spider-Man 94, <gasps> Spider-Woman 79, Spider-Man 81, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, <sighs> Iron Man 94, Fan- <clears throat> Fantastic Four 94, <clears throat> Incredible Hulk, <clears throat> Silver Surfer, <clears throat> and Spider-Man Unlimited. <clears throat> so yeah, those are launching on the network. Uh, wow. Which is... That is quite the lineup. I'm going back. I'm, this is what's happening. Disney Plus launches. I watch the pilot of The Mandalorian. Jot down my notes for a review on Dubak Discussion. And binge watch all of the Spider-Man animated series from 94. Because I miss that show so fucking much. You weren't even alive yet. I wasn't even alive I yet. know you weren't. When I was little... And whenever the Raimi movies were coming out, it was the only thing that was on. They TV. started. It was. It, they had the reruns on all the time yeah. on like Toon Disney, which became JetX eventually. Wow, I feel so old. Um, <laughs> holy shit, I remember JetX. Um, but they were showed the the reruns all the time. But they also um, started putting out VHS tapes with like specific arcs. Um. So, like, they did, like, a bunch of Dr. Octopus arcs on one VHS tape close to when Spider-Man 2 came out. And I watched the shit out of it. And then they did one, like, Rise of the Green Goblin. And I rise to watched the shit out of it. It was a Return to the Green Goblin. I watched the shit out of it. And it was right after I had been exposed to Daredevil through the god-awful movie as a kid. They also – my mom also found the Spider-Man versus Daredevil arc. And I watched the shit out of it. I love this cartoon. And I am so happy to watch it again. And I'm excited for someone like Spencer, who was never super attached to comic comics and superheroes growing up. But grew into it. But yeah. grew into it. I'm very much looking forward to seeing how you experience it. And I mean, I think this goes without saying, but obviously the 90s X-Men cartoon. Oh, yeah. I've had a chance to rewatch that more recently, though, on DVD uh, a, a few years ago. So, like, I'm excited to watch that again. But, like, I can't tell you the last time I watched the Spider-Man cartoon. Um, so I'm also looking forward to like Spencer, you specifically, like maybe getting to check some of these out, maybe see how you feel about them, revisiting them. 
yeah, visiting yeah, I'm, them, I'm revisiting. Very them. excited. That would be, that'd be a fun episode to just kind of sit down and be like, okay, Spencer, what did you think of the Spider-Man cartoon? And he just ruins your entire childhood. Man, these shows were terrible. <laughs> well, here's the funny thing with the Spider-Man cartoon. And when you go back and watch it, you notice they had this like really weird rule where he was not technically allowed to punch anybody. So most of the show is him tackling and webbing people. Despite the show's plot lines being insanely dark for a lot of it. Um, that and you also had like the stereotype in the 90s where like nobody actually shot guns. Everyone had lasers. Um, yeah. Which was I just think that's funny. With that. Spencer. Uh, I want you to read yeah. this cast list. <laughs> um. Over the weekend, over the time, or not, I don't know if it was over the weekend, but we, uh, we got a cast list for, um, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Uh, for those of you who have been listening to Hall of Heroes for a while, we have reported on a lot of these people being added to the cast. So this is not brand new news for those of you who have been listening for a while, but you're in the know by now. So, Spencer. Uh, your dice. I don't know why you gave this to the least pronouncing anyway. Okay. It's not that easy. Don't worry about it. From top to bottom, left to right. All right. Mm-hmm. We've got David Dasmalchin. John Cena! He's gonna be the Joker, baby. (laughs) Your tussle, loyalty, respect. Can't see me, my time is now. Now it's the franchise where I'm shining. Now, now you can't see me, my time is now. Jesus Christ. That was wonderful. Oh, you you have no idea. As soon as he was like, Spencer, read the list. And I was like, wait, it's the second name. I have to go now. My time is here. My time is now. And I immediately just started attacking the keyboard. <laughs> I, I kind of figured that there was something going on over there. So I gave it the dramatic read and also a couple seconds to see if anything was happening on the other end. <clears throat> uh. Wow. We're funny. So great. We're funny. So, from the top, since that was only the second name, we've got David Dasmalchin, John Cena, Jai Courtney, (laughs) Joaquin Cosio, Nathan Fillion, Joel Kinnaman, Mei-Ling Ng. I don't know. That just says Mei-Ling NG. Anyway, Flula Berg, Borg. Flula Borg, Sean Gunn, Juan Diego Boto, Storm Reed, Pete Davidson, Taika Watiti, Alice Braga, Steve Agee, Tanishi Tanishi Kaji. That can't be right. That can't be right. Tanashi Kaji. That no. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
like, I'm, I'm sorry, Tennessee. 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 Um, I'm so sorry. Anyway, Daniela Melchior, Peter Capaldi, Julio Ruiz, Jennifer Holland, Viola Davis, Idris Elba, Margot Robbie, and Michael Rooker. Travis, who's your favorite member of the cast? I don't know. It might be our new Joker, John Cena. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Stop. <laughs> That is a fan cast right there. <laughs> you love me and you know it. We had this bit sidebar when I was my first year of marching band at uh, University of Toledo. We had this bit. One of our drum majors. That frame you paused it on is fucking glorious. <laughs> I didn't even see it. Keep talking and snap that dispenser. <laughs> Please do. So we had a, one of our drum majors' name was Jake Cassidy. And ha, you guys have heard the the prank call that made the song blow up, right? Yeah. Like to non-wrestling people. Spencer? Yes. I do. So the one day like he was going around checking and like we all checked beforehand and we figured out how to play the song like that da 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 on our saxophones. Spencer check snap. That's the frame he paused it on. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's perfect jake's coming around and he's like hey what's going on guys and we had this one guy that would bullshit him all the time Hey, jake jake come here we we have this campaign going for you right now because um it, it, he, he set up this bit like the would you like to help a, a military service mem- member bit from the call yeah. And at the and his name is John Cena. He went, and his name is Jake Cassidy. And we just exploded. <laughs> and you had 20 people on the saxophone playing the John Cena theme. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's great. That's good. Uh, all right. So before we get into the uh, the fun part of the, the, this story, who is... All right, what what what's what's our favorite like out of nowhere casting on here? Because I feel like a lot of this shit is like batshit insane. I mean, I, I genuinely for me it's John Cena, but like because only because like I had already known about Peter Capaldi and Taika Waititi, yeah, and like a couple of the ones we covered already, yeah. So I was prepared. Uh, Spencer, who's your who's your favorite on this list? Um. Michael Rooker. I did not know that he had his uh, his name in this hat, and I'm very pleased. The way you most- said that was great. Michael Rooker? Are we just going <laughs> to overlook fucking Yondu's in the Suicide Squad? As Yondu? That'd be great. That'd be fucking magnificent. I don't no think that's legal. Way. If they find an excuse for him to be blue, I'm going to shit my pants. No way. Michael Rooker <laughs> is Victor Freeze. Is that that I, would stop. Stop your uh, nonsense right now. You just said John Cena is the fucking Joker. Yeah, as a joke. <laughs> That's what the joke I is. I also all tweeted about, James man. Gunn and he never got James Gunn, tweet me back, babe. Let me know <laughs> we, if I'm right. We know you listen to Hall of Heroes specifically. Please tell me. 
Um, my favorite, even though we reported on it last week, um, I think my two favorites are Peter Capaldi and Pete Davidson. Like as as someone as a Hoovian and as someone who is in love with the Twelfth Doctor, uh, Capaldi makes me very excited. Um, we can get into fan casting with that, even though I said it last week. Uh, in a second here, Pete Davidson is hands down one of my favorite SNL cast members uh, right now. Um, I think he's fucking hilarious. I love his sense of humor. He is. He is the perfect mix of like, he, he's, he's an edgy comedian, but doesn't do the whole, oh, no, everyone's so sensitive nowadays. No one thinks I'm funny because everyone's an offended little snowflake. He doesn't do that whole bit. Like he recognizes, he recognizes where the line is. He recognizes where like things stop being funny. And that sometimes it's an accident when that happens. And that yeah. the appropriate thing to do is Oops. apologize like a fucking adult. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Travis, I respect you right now. Um, so, yeah, I like Pete Davidson a lot. I think he's funny as hell. Um, he's coming off the heels of a, of a tour with John Mulaney, which, again, that would be one of the funniest shows to watch is to see like Pete Davidson have like a manic episode on stage and then it'd be followed up by... Hi, everyone. I'm going to talk about the Home Alone trilogy now. How are you? That man has feminine hips. You know, like that would be so funny to see those. I just I want to see them on stage together so badly. Netflix, if you're listening. So, yeah, we have a cool article here from io9 uh, getting into the fan casting of this bunch. Um, I'm going to read some of this and then I uh, I haven't looked at this yet. And then we can give our own fan cast as we go. So obviously we have the holdovers from the original one. Uh, Viola Davis is going to be Amanda Waller. Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn. Jai Courtney is Captain Boomerang and Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flagg. So let's have uh, some fun with this. Uh, okay. So like I said, this is from io9. Does the movie's use of the classic logo from the uh, Ostrander McDonald run indicate uh, an era to look at? They're kind of posing that question there. So they have Capaldi as Dr. Light, which is an interesting Ooh. call. Uh, <laughs> I'm seeing things here saying that they want him to shave his head and actually play the comic book writer Grant Morrison. I saw that one, too. That's funny as shit. Uh, Here, wait. I hate the way they, their website is formatted sometimes. Is that it? Does it end with that? There's no way that ends there. View full discussion. There we go. Fill in time. Fill, fill in time. Flipping dick. <laughs> These headphones are really nice. I just realized how like funky that baseline is because I have nice <laughs> headphones on. Um, can you access more of the article than I can? Because it like cuts off. Probably not. Abruptly for me. <clears throat> All right. Well, it just had the Peter Capaldi with Dr. Light thing. Um, oh, here we go. Here's some. Here's some more. Okay. So they're saying. Uh. Okay, so they're saying uh, Steve Aggie as King Shark. Um, 
they didn't take a stab at Idris Elba. Yeah, I think I think that's my number two. And again, we already talked about him, but like, all right, there I'll isn't watch, much here. I'll watch anything with Idris Elba. Okay, so we're gonna do our fan casting. Travis, you go first. I'll go second. And since Spencer's not good at this, we're gonna give him the most amount of time to prepare. All right, and don't take any of mine. John Cena as the Joker. Uh huh. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Next, uh, Idris Elba as the Joker. <laughs> Taika Waititi as the Joker. I could get behind that. Yeah, that would actually be cool. that would be fucking yeah. magnificent. I. Uh, yeah, I don't see. The thing is, I don't know who all they like want. Ooh, who all they want to use. Who all is going to be a villain yeah. versus, like, you know, a Rick Flag esque? Yeah. Um, who all might be a recast if they want to do That's that? That's fair. That's fair. Um, I'm also not good at fan casting. But neither John, am I. I avoid it like the plague. I I've reached the point where like, I remember being one of the haters of Batflick. With a burning passion. Not because I hate Ben Affleck, but I was like, that's just such a weird casting. I, I don't like it. And then when I was super impressed by Ben Affleck is around the time that I was just like, I'm just going to let this go as is. Like, unless something is super out of place, like Jesse fucking Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. <laughs> Jesse Eisenluther, yeah. I'm still upset. Uh, <sighs> you know, usually I just kind of like with Robert Pattinson's casting, like he'll probably do a fine job. Yeah. And like, you know, there. I'm trying to think of castings in Marvel recently that aren't like slam dunks, right? Um, there are none. Exactly, because <laughs> they're good at their job. But like, Terrence Howard as James Rhodes. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I mean, like coming up. Right, like when something gets, I know, yeah, yeah. When something yeah. gets announced, exactly. at this point, I've resigned myself to, yeah, it'll be fine. Like, they'll probably knock it out of the park. Most Paul, likely, Paul Rudd is Ant Man. Yeah, right. Like, so I don't know. I I want to see, and I mean, we there's two years till the movie comes out, so we probably won't even see who's who for a long time. Yeah, we have a while. Um, Jared, slap us in the face with some predictions. Okay. I want Peter Capaldi to play Hugo Strange. Yeah, we talked about this one, and I like that a lot. I know. I was mostly for Spencer, who wasn't here last week. I want Hugo Strange, Peter Capaldi. Um, Sean Gunn is really good at getting kind of wiry and jittery. And if Blondie is in the Harley Quinn poster, isn't. Victor Zaz, I think Sean Gunn would be a good Victor Zaz. Agreed. Oh yeah. Um Hear me out. Okay. Taika Watiti as Edward Nigma. Uh <laughs> it like get, pitch this to me. Okay. So <laughs> I'm, like, I'm with I, you. I can think like there's a version where I'd say yes, but there's also a version where I, I'd say no. 
so I think Gotham <clears throat> did the easiest and laziest version of Edward Nigma that you can possibly do and having him be Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory if he was a psychopath. Ew. Fucking ew. I think with this, <clears throat> he's the genius, he's the intellect. I think if you introduce a really dry humor, like that brand of Taika Waititi humor, where like that little like poking and prodding style of humor while he's doling out these riddles and while he's like taunting people while they can't figure it out. And it's like, figure it out yet. It's pretty easy. I, I knew it. You know, like I, I think you sold that, me. Like, That's, yep. Like we're in like, like, like basically fucking Korg. If he was the Riddler, <laughs> which like was what I was imagining. But like you had to, I had to hear a line because you know, when you think Riddler, it's either Arkham series Riddler. Yeah. Who's very serious and is murdering people and like yeah. there's that. Or Jim Carrey is the Riddler. I think if you do Taika, you can have like a really funny middle ground. I think that you can have like I, – like I, I want him to be like cold crazy. Because like then there's – I guess this is like a kind of a 3D problem, right? Because then you have the axis of is he a hack or he's is he a legitimate threat, right? I think both. I think he doesn't realize when he's being awful at his job. Like he, he he's he's a he's a worthy threat to Batman. But he also thinks he's a way bigger threat than he actually is. I gotcha. I gotcha, I gotcha. And yeah, I can see Tyga pulling that off. I think that would be funny. That's just like an out of left field, uh let, let, let's fuck with it. Um Nathan Fillion. First appearance of Hal Jordan. For, yeah. Uh, Which, like... <laughs> that would be funny. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Man, I would lose my mind. Spencer, refresh yeah. me. David Unpronounceable in the top left corner. Dast Malchin, I think. Was it confirmed in the article we read before that he was playing Polka Dot Man confirmed? Or was that like... That it's was, on the Wikipedia page right now. That was so something I, we I read. Presume I presume that it I wanted has to make been. sure. Okay. So he is confirmed for Polka Dot Man. Um, I don't know if I want John Cena. That was good. That was good. I was I was waiting to get Spencer with it because he can't see me reach. <laughs> I yeah, you got you got. And then Travis got realized good. that I'm staring directly at my phone with like the microphone like covering my peripheral vision, so he clearly you got went, me good. He's with not that one. See it. it was immediate. It was like <laughs> there was no time for me to prepare. Um, I think with John Cena, uh, I think the I think the easy one is to say King Shark. Uh, and I like the idea of him playing King Shark. And I think you could do a really funny – again, it's James Gunn. So I think you got to kind of keep in mind his sensibilities as a filmmaker, that he's really good at that very like – the Guardian's humor. I think doing King Shark in like a – he's a big, dumb, scary idiot – 
but also has moments of like really deep reflection would be funny. Um, I'm still not sure about who Idris Elba could be because he was originally cast as Deadshot and then they were like, no, he's not Deadshot. So I'm not sure about that. The big um, sad. But yeah, I mean, hey, do it works. Um, I'm not sure. You could do any of the Latin people who have been cast as Bane. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who I, was I talking to? I think it was Matt, Matt Squire. What's up, Matt? I know you listen. Um, just jack them up or CGI them if you want to do the Titan shit or the Venom yeah, stuff. Because uh, we were talking and he said, yeah, well, uh, do you think they'll have John Cena play Bane? And I said, no. Because he's remarkably white. Yeah, because at that point you have to make him yeah. uh, Spanish. And he was like, yeah, you got a point. I don't think this movie survives in a world where Bane isn't Spanish. No. Um, I mean that on a meta front, like people would backlash. No, I, I, I agree with that. And, you know, you do Bane as a Latin actor. Um, and they have a few in here. Um, I'm not familiar with some of these guys, but I'm sure, you know, do the same thing Marvel and Disney do. We're just putting through a giant weight training camp. Um, Michael, I'm still, I'm not sure about who I want for Michael Rooker. I think... How do you do Michael Rooker? I'm also like mostly naming Batman villains, but Suicide Squad traditionally is mostly Batman villains. Um, what if they did? I don't know. No, no. I mean, I'm, I'm going to take that back before I say it because I think that's stupid the more I think about it. Okay. I said this last week, but I'm going to say it again. I need Pete Davidson to play Kite Man. Yes. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I think it would be too perfect and too hilarious, especially the the DC Rebirth Kite Man with the Kite Man hell yeah and the costume that is way cooler than a character like fucking Kite Man deserves. To have Pete Davidson in his dry ass humor with that shit eating, smug, big, toothy grin to deliver, like, down the barrel of the camera. Like, I want him looking directly at my popcorn. Kite man, hell yeah. That would make the whole fucking movie. It gets a 10 from me. I will get it, I will get an ass tattoo of interesting i was looking up the spanish actors yeah i saw who was that last one uh joaquin cosio is i say his name Uh uh-huh i wonder i saw i saw a couple of whoever the younger one was he'd probably be a better choice for bane yeah just basing it off of like who's you know yeah body is probably more ready to go through whatever rigorous shit they're gonna want to do um but yeah this cast for suicide squad looks amazing um, very excited, Spencer. What are your What are your hot takes here? I don't really have any hot takes. I've just been scouring the internet for any inkling that they might have already some of these characters nailed down that I don't have to think about. Because how long have I been on this show since like February? Yep. And it was on episode one, I think, that I expressed my dissatisfaction. I just don't like your fan first casting. episode. Episode one was whenever Matt was still on. 
but I think you think you're episode two or three. I started episode three. My my yeah. very first episode on, I think I I express how much I dislike fan casts. <laughs> I know and you yet said you it. Keep I making me do it. it. Yes, of course I did. I don't Ugh. like fan casting, but when I see one I like, I will stand by it like dying on a hill. Like John yeah, Krasinski is If I is come Reed up Richards. with a good yes. one, it's got to be like in the shower or while I'm doing something completely different. Because as soon as you say, Spencer, in your ideal world, who would you have play such and such in this upcoming movie? I'm like, I don't I don't know yeah. any actors you just by name. <laughs> not a single any one. Actors. They aren't real. Acting isn't a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> This is this is all very uh, very metaphysical, but um, according to the Wikipedia page, it's got um, Steve Agee as King Shark. It's got Daniela Melchior as a female version of the Rat Catcher, which would be interesting. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. And it's got David Dasmalchin as the as the polka dot man, which I am so okay with. <laughs> He's Baba Yaga. <laughs> um, I don't know. Most of most of the Suicide Squad people are characters that I've never read a single comic for in my life. Yeah, well, that, that's by um, design. They're always meant to be your D and C listers. So, yeah, they're the expendables. But, Yep. No, I draw most of my C-lister characters from the um, Batman Returns comic. So unless I'm seeing Firefly or the Ventriloquist or the Mad Hatter, catch me outside. Wouldn't that be some shit? You know what? I'm just going to say it right Wouldn't now. That... Michael Rooker as the Ventriloquist. That would be fun. Wouldn't that be some shit? Nathan Fillion as Firefly. <laughs> Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, okay. We just we just had the same thought. I'm glad. That'd be so fucking funny. Does it fit him? Not particularly. Does it need to happen? Yes. yes. <laughs> like yesterday. I mean that that's funny, but that's like the same level as like that joke I stole from comic book cast and told for years after they cast Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange about how badly I wanted a no shit Sherlock joke. Oh yeah. Oh like, yeah. Which you know, I and I, I didn't steal the joke, I mean I I said plainly, I heard this on comic book cast and I agree with it fully. Um I said it so many times everybody probably thinks I'm the one who said that, but um, or at least any, everyone we went to school with who I said it to. But like like that's on the level as like a no shit Sherlock joke. Be so fucking funny. I would not. I would laugh every time he was on screen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's all we have. You want to give some quick takes? Oh, on... oh yeah. Titans. Titans. I forgot. Yeah. So. Weekly update, not going to go as in-depth as because we don't have anything as good as flipping Dick. Yeah. Uh, episode two came out on Friday, which is when this show comes out now. You get the show on Friday. Yes. Um, and I got to say, it's hard to watch. Oh, no. Because. He- hear me out on this. They're real people like these characters feel normal. 
or rather like you know the arcs I talked about like they clearly wanted these characters to have yeah in season one they're acting as though they've experienced these character arcs despite the fact that they yeah. were basically static for all of season one yeah and like I'm okay with that because like I said if they can just ditch season one and start fresh that's fine and so watching it you'll get moments where I'm like that doesn't add up from last season, like character wise. And then I think about it, I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. I got to remember, like, just drop it. For Soft ex- reboot. Yeah. For mm-hmm. example, they pick up this episode, they pick up uh, Rose Wilson, who is Slade's daughter. She's uh-huh. on the run. We don't know why. That's the cliffhanger. No, the cliffhanger is no way. What? Deathstroke. <laughs> Because they do a, a scan, a, a, they do a face scan. It comes back as Rose Wilson, Slade Wilson's daughter, and then because Jason knows who Deathstroke is, um, that's still so fucking funny to me. Yeah, I can't believe that was a real line in the show. No way. What? Deathstroke. But um, <laughs> so again, sounds like it's being narrated by like. The fifth, like us when we were 14. Yeah, us when we were 14 to 15, where we were like, you know, indignant about us knowing who comic book characters were. Um, but yeah, so lines, so like they, uh, Robin, uh, Dick is trying really hard to bring this girl in and like convince her to stay at Titan's Towers so that she can learn with them. And she don't want to. And the youngins are talking about it. And, Rachel goes to him and she's like, well, we should get a say. And he's like, yeah, you're right. And I'm sorry I didn't bring you in on this. And she goes, well, I think it's a great idea because you're always looking to bring in strays. I mean, look what happened with us. Oh, you mean how he tried to ditch you at least three times during season one? I'm listening. Girls with Sabres did a live stream and they had a very hot take theory about Rise of Skywalker. Ah. that is genius and I hope is wrong. Ah, uh, but yeah, so, you know, <laughs> different discussion, but yeah. you know, just like, again, I'm okay with this being our established norms of characters where like Dick is the guy that brings in kids to train and help because he was the kid that needed help. Yeah. I like that. It has no buildup for the rest of the show. There's also something really but funny like about it. his whole arc revolving around not wanting to be Batman and doing the most Batman thing ever of taking emotionally abused teens and children and turning them into living weapons. That's beside the point. Yeah, you know, no biggie. <laughs> uh, we get also... Hey, kids, you have a case of the dead parents like me? Well, come on over and I'll teach you 127 different forms of martial arts and how to fight the fucking mafia by yourself. A case of the dead parents. <laughs> a case of the dead parents? Well, that's the thing. Rose Wilson doesn't have a case. Well, she might have a dead mother. We don't know. Probably. Have a case of the dead and or evil parents? Then come on over to Wayne Manor. Um, but wow. yeah, I I can't tell if the blue filter is gone. Like It, it certainly isn't in some scenes. But there are other scenes where I'm watching this and I'm like, did they intentionally? I watched High Top Films video and I was very entertained by like, it's still fucking here for the first episode. Yeah. And and it is because, again, it's all reused yeah. shit from that finale. But like, I can't tell if they just if they the blue fields are still there or if they purposely removed it and then lit every shot with blue lights. 
Like the room has blue lighting in it. That's funny. Like I genuinely can't tell. But overall, I actually enjoyed this episode. Because I got to watch the Titans interacting like Titans. And uh, Corey and Donna Troy hunting down Shimmer in Chicago. Ooh. With intel from a one Mr. Roy Harper. Ooh. Which has me kind of excited. I'd love to yeah. see a live action Roy Harper. Spencer, you weren't on last week. Uh, Travis, you want to tell Spencer who's playing Bruce Wayne in Titans? Oh, uh, I need to find his name. I, You tell him because I don't know who he... He plays an He's an actor from Game of Thrones. Fucking Jorah... Not Jorah Mormont. Yeah, Jorah Mormont. Fucking Jorah Mormont. What? Is Bruce Wayne in this show? How does that work? He's a still active, still training Jason Todd, Bruce Wayne, mind you. Not like Batman Beyond... Because he's an older looking dude. I gotta double check that I'm right about Jorah. It's Ian something. Is his name. Uh... Yeah, I was right. Yeah, fucking Jorah Mormont is, like Travis said, a Batman who is very active and is only on Robin number two of presumably four is is like traditionally you have yeah. Dick, Jason, Tim, and Damien. And then maybe some other ones sprinkled in there that yeah, with, never with, become a full-fledged Robin. But with the, the occasional Batwing and Batgirl and Batwoman and shit spoiler or spoiler and shit like that spencer how do you feel about that how do you feel about bat mormont well um we're not gonna from what i understand we're not gonna see him in the bat suit ever it's gonna be i fucking wonder why (laughs) right (laughs) ian glenn has the ability and he proved this in game of thrones he has this ability to um portray the weathered soldier you know the the fighter who is past his prime, but can still hold his own and is more willing to, or is more, you know, he's more interested in a non-combative side of things that still is really, you know, I can see it. It's just like when you give me a list of all actors that I've ever seen on screen to play an old Bruce Wayne, I don't think he would even make the top one hundred. Well, like, or 200 I feel like and in the scenes with him and dick i feel like i'm watching alfred like and i don't mean that in the like he looks too old i mean that like in the way he's acting well like like he doesn't come off as bruce wayne and someone who's not seen it and i want to at this point you can honestly you don't have to watch season one i just pick up at season two episode two nothing of importance happens my how do i put this I love Batman, and the last thing I would ever do is assume that there was an actor who can't play him um, until they're given a fair shake. I, however, there's so much going on with what Bruce Wayne is going through at this point. Ian Glenn, like Spencer said, would not have been in my top 100. He's a fan. He's but- phenomenal. He would be a great retired Bruce yeah, Wayne. a great Batman beyond and now- Bruce Wayne. And now that I'm looking at pictures on the internet like of him without a scruffy looking beard and with his hair combed, you know, I, I'd buy that, you know? Yeah. But like it's passable, it's good. Yeah. It looks, it looks good. As old Bruce. 
Not yeah, as curr- old Bruce. Like, not like currently the, acting Bruce. Yeah, currently active only on Robin number two. And like on <laughs> like, constant fuck. missions with the Justice League. Yeah. Like, I, he, like I, I, I get that, you know, the concept of Batman is fucking absurd to begin with. But like, I don't buy a dude who's that old hanging with Superman, Wonder Woman, Martian Manhunter, The Flash, Hawkwoman, all of those people. Like, you're pushing it at that point. Like, it's, and I understand that, like, you have to, like, strike a balance between, like, him being feasibly old enough to be a father figure to Dick. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. And I know you haven't seen much of Game of Thrones. He kicks ass in Game of Thrones. Like, the fighting pit scene is fucking amazing. You know, he's he, he's an actor who has physical chops. Don't get me wrong. But there's just like, I don't know. There's just, there was just, there's just something that didn't feel right about him being a still active Bruce Wayne. Again, I could see this being the Bruce Wayne who's like, hey, Terry McGinnis, I need you to carry the torch. But I don't know. I, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm willing to be proven wrong. But like, if we're never going to see him in the fucking bat suit, what's the point? You know, like, yeah, because that says to me, he he looked goofy in the suit. That says to me they haven't designed a, like a real suit. No, they is- have it. They had it on display at San Diego Comic Con. The suit. So like to me, and it, it's it's ugly as fucking sin, but I don't to me that says we did a screen test with him wearing the bat suit and he looked absurd. You know, the same way that like even in, then, even in even in the Batman Beyond flashback of Bruce pulling a gun on that one thug when he pulled off the mask and it was an old dude in that suit. It looked fucking ridiculous by design, I'm sure. But I, uh, I have a lot of mixed opinions about this because he's a good fucking actor. But if you're not going to have him actually do Batman shit. Don't cast him as Batman, especially because, like, you know, we see Bruce. In the finale, from what you said in season one, I mean, it's not really Bruce, quote unquote. Uh, yeah, but we we, we see. Know. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like it's not. It's in all in Dick's head, but like we see Batman doing Batman shit in the finale. Why can't we have like the same actor in the suit? Because he's probably just a stunt guy. Oh uh, yeah, they probably didn't have him cast yet. But yeah, it is what it is. Titans is. You know, kind of trying to rehab itself, like you said before. So as it stands right now, if you want to start watching, don't watch season one. Don't watch the pilot of season two. Start at season two, episode two. Honestly, you're good to go. <laughs> like. As of right now, I, once episode three comes out, I'll be able to more rightfully justify that take. But. Yeah, not as much on Titans this week. No flipping dicks. No flipping dick, unfortunately. It's also not like midnight. We're not slap happy. Yeah, so. yeah, there's that. With that, Travis, where can the lovely people find you? They can find me on Twitter at Travis Political and on Instagram at Travis Political. It's the same now. Spencer, where can the lovely people find you? You can find me on Instagram and only Instagram. At Spence Man Cosplays, not on Twitter. Thank you very much. 
Uh, yeah, you should get a Twitter. Um, I an, don't think so. It's an enjoyable experience. See, tra- even Travis likes Twitter, and he doesn't. What do you even... mean, even Travis? That's so degrading. No, I'm it's saying not that, really. Like, I'm a grandpa. That's what I'm saying. Travis is a total grandpa. He like before doing this shit barely touched social media for a reason, and he's enjoying Twitter. I think you'd enjoy it too. Uh no. Ah, uh, it was before. No. It was before the no. Um, it broke my heart. You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Dark Jedi twenty five fifty two. Follow Spencer and my cosplay group, New Regime Cosplay. Uh, be sure to check out the back discussion on all of the social medias as well. Like us and like us and follow us. Yawn. Pardon me. On Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Be sure to check out the other shows in the network. Gore and more. You don't really need to listen to that. Do back discussion our Star Wars show. Almost said Hall of Heroes, but you're already listening to that, aren't you? Uh, Kirk yes, the Jerk, motherfucker. <laughs> we got him. Jerk the Kurt. Fuck it, duck. I'm going to. I don't. I'm- Just play the whole thing for the it's song the at the end. So loud. Jerk the curtain. Which. Oops. <laughs> you okay? Uh, uh, Spotify started going. Uh, jerk the curtain, which is the wrestling show. Uh, down the rabbit hole and Wicked Wednesday and do back sports which is a thing now um so yeah give those a listen uh be sure to tune in at the new bat time same bat channel we love you guys few thousand Woke up in my underwear No liquor left on the shelf I should probably introduce myself You should have seen what I wore I had a cane and a party hat I was the king of this hologram Where there's no such thing as getting out of hand Memories tend to just pop up Drunk pre-meds and some rubber gloves 5,000 people with designer drugs Don't think I'll ever get enough Cocaine, gasoline, and most things in between. I roam the city in a shopping cart. A pack of camels in a smoke alarm. This night is heated up. Raise hell and turn it up. Say it if you go on, you might pass out in a dream pot. Oh, yeah. So me with a good time. They don't look very human-like Now I wish that I could find my clothes Bed sheets and a morning rose I wanna wake up 
can't even tell if this is a dream How did we end up in my neighbor's pool Upside down with a perfect view Bought a bar at the speed of sound Fancy feet dancing through this town Lost my mind in a wedding gown Don't think I'll ever get it now Try to stand. I lost a bet to a guy in a chiffon skirt, but I make these high heels work. I've told you time and time again, I'm not as thick as you drunk I am. And we all fell down when the sun came up. I think we've had enough. Oh man. So Spencer, you want to talk our hot take from my hot take from a minute ago? Uh yes, cuz uh yeah, the new American Bible translation is dog shit. Okay. It's so bad. Mhm. Cuz like they it repeats itself. I don't man, I might do this in the original Hebrew. I don't fucking know. But for the parts that were in Hebrew. But like, I feel like I read a sentence and I read another sentence and a sentence after that. And then I felt like I've read the same sentence three times and I double check and I haven't. Okay. And I, I hate it. I hate it so much. So you So you mean to say that like, you read a paragraph in the Bible and you think that, and it feels to you that you have read the same sentence several times in a row, but it's a, but a, but it's actually different sentences. It's like slightly, it's worded slightly differently, which, and I think, well, cause mine, yeah. here's the thing. Mine's a, it's a student Bible as well. So part of it might be like, it's trying to really get the point across and it's not. <laughs> I see. <laughs> well, well, I will give you, I don't know if this is comforting to you or not, but the way the Bible is written in general, some of the best advice I've ever, the, that's the way some of the best advice I've ever heard in my life has ever started. I what? don't know if this will comfort you or not, but, 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 <laughs> but I know that like a lot of the Bible, especially the new Testament stuff is written intention. You know, it's, it's intentionally repetitive in yeah. the sense that, I feel like, like it's also part of the translation because, like, I'm talking specifically the stuff that was originally in Hebrew versus, like, New Testament was originally in Greek. So, like, yeah, if, you know. If you don't read a lot of Bible, 
the ESV translation, the English standard version is definitely what you want to get. Um, but like it's, it, I think it has a lot to do with the writing style because remember that, um, it's a different time. And so like the repetition of the verse is what helps you remember it. And yeah. they didn't write all this stuff down until much, much later. And so like, as Jesus is speaking in these parables that are geared toward the people, their entire history is like a, an oral history. It's by rote. It's not, it's not written down like with a W, but it's by rote just with like with an R. Yeah. And so it's like stories around a campfire is the, is their history besides the written word in the Torah, which only the priests can read and interpret. So, so the, the repetition in it is intentional, I think, because, you know, the more things you hear something, the more you will remember it. And so, you know, if Jesus is really there to be teaching, then the more times he says, you know, and it's not always the same, it's not always the same way. It, it could be like, you know, and this person went and it, it it's it's like the old pair. If you listen to Godspell, it does this a lot. You know, yeah. like a sower went to sow his field, and as he sowed, some fell on, along the footpath, while still others fell along this, you know, the the rocks, and then some fell on the good soil. Well, you know, then he he went back to the you know, the footpath, and it's it like it revisits every single instance to clarify, both to 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 be demonstrably. You know, this is how it is. This is the way it is with God, you know, as it as it is in this parable, such and such. But then also to help you to remember it so that it's it's like when a really good pastor will give you certain points or like boil down the whole sermon to one sentence and say it like five times so that you remember it. It's like that. But if you want to listen, if you want to read a truly entertaining translation of the Bible, Look up the Bible in Hawaiian Pigeon. That sounds phenomenal. Does it have my favorite verse in it? I don't know, but this is – let me find Genesis 1-1. Really quick. So I want to tell you about this gag I get people with at work where I tell them my favorite Bible verse is from the Gospel of John. It's John 4-20-69 (laughs) (laughs) and it's just a quote. And it's Jesus screaming from the cross. <laughs> it's just ah, <laughs> John four verse sixty Yeah, people believe me when I tell them this. Like, if I don't, they don't usually. If I give them the ver- the chapter verse numbers, because then they're like, oh, the, it's a joke because the numbers obviously. But if I'm just like, yeah, my favorite verse is the one in John where Jesus is just screaming. Like, it's just Jesus screaming. And they're like, that's real? No. <laughs> See, he <laughs> said Please. he said he Please. said he said pigeon. And I immediately was like, oh, here it's a fucking spies in disguise joke. <laughs> no. He said, no, but I need you okay. to cross me, Father. Oh fucking hell. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna Bad. say, and John said unto Matthew, "I needeth thou to unburdeth me," and you went right over the fucking line. Holy shit! All right, but for real though, the Hawaiian pigeon translation of the Bible is something else. Okay, so I'm going to read to you Genesis one verses one through two, just okay. two verses. All right, okay? I'm ready. But in Hawaiian Pigeon, the book of Genesis is called De Start. 
<laughs> D-A, start. Start, okay. God make the world. De start one. The time when everything had start, God when make the sky and the world. Verse two. The world comes, so no more nothing inside, no more shape nothing. On top, the wild ocean that cover everything, never had light nothing, only had God's spirit there moving around over the water. <laughs>